Come with us now to the green moon of Endor, where the Ewoks are celebrating because Earth kids love their Ewok family hut. We can help the tropical Skywalker. Hurry, Ewoks. Let's take the wagon, Princess Nisa. The Ewoks save the day. Yay! It's a galaxy of fun. The Ewok family hut comes with everything you see here. A Wicked the Ewok toy, new from Kenner. Passengers, travelers, and voyagers, welcome aboard the Katana Cast, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to celebrating and exploring the saga from our certain points of view. I'm your pilot, Ian, and with me, as always, are my co-pilots, Maria. What's up? What's happening? It's me, Maria. It's your girl. And Ben. Hey, everybody. And with us today is a very special guest who's returning for his second time on our show it's the one the only our favorite pod daddy brian of pink milk (laughs) hello there hello hello thank you for having me i'm very excited and this time i get all three of you so it's even at once (laughs) (laughs) usually i prefer more but it's all right i I think we can we gotta work up slow it's been a whole panini we haven't had stretches in a little while (laughs) it's the parallelogram re (laughs) (laughs) no thank you thank you for having me i'm very excited i'm very very excited y'all are some of my favorite peeps all right so we've got something very special cooked up for this episode and i'm just gonna let ben explain it and introduce it uh it was his idea and take it away all right so this is all my fault and i apologize to no one because i'm allowed to have one thing (laughs) this is my one thing (laughs) so Today, we uh, the original plan was for everyone tonight to have sat down and watched the made-for-TV spectacular Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure. It turns out, uh, as I got everyone in tonight, that 50% of my class failed and did not do the assignment. The teacher, by the way, is uh, uh, makes up half of that 15 per- 50%. The teacher failed. So the fun part of this, though, is we are going to take the opportunity to have a real brief discussion about the film without talking too much about it. We're going to let Maria and Ian talk about what they think might happen or what they their preconceived notions about it. We'll have this discussion. And then later in this episode, you will hear us have another discussion about how they feel after viewing said um, (laughs) cinematic masterpiece. Let's just call it an experience. It is an experience. <laughs> Lots of things are an experience. <laughs> Taxes are an experience. <laughs> and awards are an experience. <laughs> so, we're 
This is going to be a fun one to edit. So before we get into this, though, I'm going to let Brian tell us their first experience with this. Did you see it originally when it aired on TV in 1984, I believe? Well, as we were discussing earlier, before we hit the record button, I am the token old person. So yes, yes, I did (laughs) see it when it was on TV. I remember uh, being quite excited about it and thinking it was the greatest thing ever. And then in the 90s, learning that it was played in Japan. And I was like, wait, I didn't get to see this on the big screen. Mm -hmm. And Europe, too, I believe. Oh, even better. Even better. Even better. Now, I've seen this movie uh, countless times. I grew grew up with it like crazy. And uh, a lot of fun. I was a gigantic wicket stand. And when I was playing Ewoks as a little kid, I used to call him Peachy. But there's the Ewok with little white patches Uh on his cheeks. That was always Mm -hmm. the one I wanted to be. His name is Weechi, and he's the best. Weechi. No, uh, that's a lie. Wait, yeah, what, isn't Weechi the... I think it's Whittle. Weechi's the older brother. Whittle is mm-hmm. the one with the, the cheeks. So I've seen this movie a couple times, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It I seems can, uh, like it. I can definitely tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the so, way, uh, before we go any further, it uh-huh. should be pointed out that we have our co-pilot, Ben, wearing his Ewok shirt. Mm-hmm. With his um, Galaxy's Edge um, Ewok stuffed mm-hmm. puppet animatronic right next to him. And then, of course, Brian has his original, mm-hmm. or I guess what the kids these days call vintage mm-hmm. uh, action figures, Ewok, mm-hmm. all the Ewok action figures. AKA my childhood toys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, because again, I'm old. Yeah, we got to love Target for this one. Like, I've got the little guy here. He makes his noise. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite. (laughs) So, no, my experience with this movie, uh, my the first time I ever knew that it existed because I grew up, I guess not pre-internet, but it definitely was not available in the super poor rural areas where I lived. So the first time I ever saw a photo from it was in a library book about TV film, I think. I couldn't even remember what it was about. I just know there was a black and white photograph of the Ewoks Caravan of Courage. And I was a huge Ewok kid. So the idea that there was secretly some movie that I had never seen drove me crazy. But you couldn't just go home and look it up. Like, what are you going to do? You can't go Google it. So you just know it exists. And it's this thing that you imagine. Uh, I know I saw the animated series at some point and I was like, well, maybe this is what they were talking about. But the photos were of live people. So I don't know what's going on. And then years later, in about 2002, uh, I found a VHS copy in some local small mom and pop shop. And I probably watched it to the point of where they offered to sell it to me, which is kind of embarrassing for like a 13 year old. But, you know, you got to do what brings you joy. (laughs) So I am very familiar with Caravan of Courage. Battle for Endor, which is the follow up, which we're not talking about today. Uh, That one I haven't seen as many times. I've seen that probably like six or seven times, but that's about it. I've seen Caravan of Courage ridiculous amounts of times, and I should be ashamed of it, but I'm not. Why? It's great. It's fun. Because I've seen this movie more times than I've seen probably the entire sequel trilogy added together. (laughs) (laughs) So that presents my first question about this. Uh Is it better than The Rise of Skywalker? Sure. <laughs> okay. 
Brian is enthusiastically shaking <laughs> yeah. his head. And Battle for Endor? Sure. Possibly. Oh, I'm a huge okay. Battle for Endor fan. I'm the opposite. I think Battle for Endor is awful. It's super fun, but it's awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I think it is well established now that I like the cornier the Star Wars is, the more I love it. Like, I feel this like my, fa- my favorite parts of Star Wars are always like the yeah. cheese ball parts that most people uh-huh. like. I find like they're enjoyable, but they're not the part that they like s- sink their teeth into. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. How do you feel about For- Teak? Oh, he's great. Teak's fantastic. Cooler than the Flash. I bet you that dude could. You know what? Actually, we just <laughs> broke it. Screw the world between worlds. Teak is going to run backwards so fast that he's going to change <laughs> time and space. And Teak is rewriting the sequel trilogy. That's what no. happened. That, I knew and you were going to get to that here, joke before I did. God damn it. You heard it here first, folks. Um, that it, news. Breaking news. I haven't said it before. I haven't said it before in our podcast, but I do have sources. And sources have confirmed this. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can't reveal the sources, but I trust my sources very much. So Mm -hmm. my next question then is Uh Teak, how you say going to run backwards and change time and space. Uh Should I think of that in the same way that Superman spins around the earth so fast that he's able to magically we go back in time and save the earthquake? Same basic principle, but you don't have to worry about Teak yet that'll okay. be next time no yeah you don't um, need to worry about him teak okay. is very specific you don't have to worry about wilford brimley showing up and being very drunk and very unhappy to be there <laughs> would it be wilford the diabetes otherwise? commercials mm-hmm. i mean to be fair he was in cocoon which was this huge mega hit but we all remember him for the liberty testing supplies commercials <laughs> poor guy <laughs> Wasn't okay now that you mention it, actually. Was it was he also in the firm? Totally sidetracked. Was he in the firm? Probably. I I mean, he's a character actor, he's been in just about everything. And if it's not him, there's this other dude who who is like like Wilford pre Brimley Light. And I can never remember his name, but he is the dude that you call when you can't get Wilford Brimley. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. This the Gorax is pretty rad, though. I will say. And now canon, which is fun. And now canon, yes. Which we can, we'll definitely get to talk about this with them later too, because some parts of this have been recanonized, some Mm -hmm. haven't. That I'm aware of. The Blurks. Mm -hmm. That's from Battle for Endor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Blurks will pop up next time around. You've got horses, Uh, ferrets, chickens, and llamas to look forward to in this one. Oh yeah, there's all there's llamas, ferrets, chickens, Shetland ponies. Shetland ponies, a Clydesdale. <laughs> mm-hmm. The indoor is apparently the petting zoo of the galaxy. So we've got <laughs> well, we've got a giant Gorax, but we by also little walking, talking teddy bears. So mm-hmm. correct. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is now making sense. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, and it is kind of telling that this movie came out two years before Willow came out, right? So it seems like there's a lot in the DNA of George really wanting to tell a story with little people so like he's always specifically said that he likes working with actors of shorter stature right there was a point in time when a new hope was being developed that he considered casting little people for luke and leia and han uh and then end up but he went a million different ways with that but that's neither here nor there so when it was time for ewoks he got to 
cast all these people who had worked in Wizard of Oz and all these others. And then we get both the Ewok TV movie, which is directed at his daughter, Amanda, because she's at the age that that movie is geared toward. Mm-hmm. She loved Ewok, so he made her a movie because that's the kind of dad that George is. Mm-hmm. And then Battle for Endor is they really loved Heidi, so he made her a Heidi movie with Ewok. Uh, and then by the time we get to Willow, it's like, okay, I've, I've worked with all these people and put them in carpets. Like, Can we have them actually be on screen and get to show their faces? Willow's great. I'm, I'm also a huge Willow stan. Like, I can talk about Willow all day, too. <laughs> That's a movie I need to see, and it's been on my watch list for a long time. It's genuinely super charming. Like, oh, Willow yeah, is right. just I'm, so charming. I love, I love, like, you know, the classic 80s, 90s children, like, never ending stories. So fucking good. Amazing. That's it. And, like, <laughs> not, That's it. no. <laughs> no trolling or facetiousness here at all like genuinely that is such a good movie mm-hmm. so good um labyrinth one, love yeah. me a big dick cod piece <laughs> totally oh you're talking about batman so and robin now no we're <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> very dirty we're yeah, staying this on is, this is pre-batman <laughs> and robin <laughs> no uh yeah lab the oh my god the music i mean mm-hmm. the puppet like talk about i mean we were talking about jim henson before we recorded like that movie alone masterpiece that movie was geared towards me so aggressively as a kid because it was jim henson george lucas and david bowie all in one project together right and I f- that was my i watched that on end on end and repeat was captain eo made before labyrinth Mm-mm. that's after no. After, after, uh-huh. Michael came wow. after. Mm-hmm. So can I tell you okay. all something to reveal just how old I am? The only time I have ever been to Disneyland was when they were shooting the TV special for Captain EO. The weekend oh. it was open. No way. <laughs> Never saw oh, Star Tours. Dope to be there. Uh huh. That's mm-hmm. cool. Captain that EO could have been better. I never saw it. I never got a chance to be on that ride. Oh, it's on YouTube. You should watch it. It's fun. Yeah, you gotta. It's, it's not the same as being there, though. No, but it's true. worth it. I feel like still. Well, I'm. I might might check it out. I'm gonna be on the fence of that, and only because MJ ruins it for me now. But th- I did. It's super fun. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will say it uh, is. It is a strange little project. I know. A Michael Jackson, George Lucas, Francis Ford Coppola joint. Well, he always wanted to be in space. He was trying to get into uh-huh. episode one and shit. Like he's mm-hmm. always wanted to do that. He narrated. Um, you remember that that record he narrated for ET? That was kind of weird uh-huh. too. But he's <laughs> always been weird. trying to get into the scene. I don't know why, but Michael always wanted to be in space. I'm surprised that Captain EO wasn't like. I'm not gonna say better, but I will say maybe <laughs> maybe bigger. For having all those three ginormous creative forces together, and that was what they came up with. Well, it also had to be, even though it was a big budget for a theme park attraction, like it was a big, mm-hmm. but it had to be a certain length, and you had to get people in and out, yeah, and make okay. it as yeah, like, yeah, that's that's fair, and it had to be as accessible by people of both English speaking and non English speaking yeah. audiences, and then also for like younger children who aren't going to get lots of dialogue. So it had to be yeah, super to be accessible clear. by literally everybody. And 3D wasn't cheap back then. 
No, not at oh, all. Oh, yeah, I for, yeah, forgot mm-hmm. about that. That's fair. And those cameras are really notoriously difficult, especially the old ones. They're okay. super huge. They're super loud. They overheat really quickly. Like, it, it's a whole undertaking shooting anything in 3D. Okay, fair right. enough. Okay. <laughs> this is the Captain EO <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yes. right. Welcome to Star Tours. I'm your pilot, EO. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how we mix that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Star Tours is great, though. I think it's it's gotten better. It's mm-hmm. one of those few attractions at Disney World that's actually gotten better with time. So I, I enjoyed it. Um, my my husband proposed to me on Star Tours. Ooh, seriously? Oh, damn! Shout out to Star Tours. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Shit. Maria's That's always dope. in here taking my thunder. I was like, man, at least I got married on May the 4th. But she's like, no, 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 baby. I got proposed to on Star Tours. I'm like, cool. I'm always the scrub. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got married on May the 4th, too. But God damn it. <laughs> when we came out. So he asked me, right. First of all, we ended up riding alone. Like there was no one else there. And he's talking to the dude. And he's like, I need you to go over there and make sure we get these particular set of glasses, whatever the excuse was. Uh-huh. He's talking to the dude and all this. We get on a ride. He asks me, we come out, and you know how at the end of the ride, you come out and it goes, do, 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 do. It's the elevator mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. We came out and Across the Stars is playing. Oh, I'm like, no. So you slipped that man a 20 <laughs> and called it a day. <laughs> oh. And he was like, yeah. I, I straight up and down did. <laughs> I love and it. And I came out of uh, the ride into the, the gift shop. I'm like, we're getting married, bitch. <laughs> and that's the story. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Amazing. I love it. I love that one. That's dope. So to segue us back real quick, I, I do have a segue. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I do I'm have sorry. a segue. Real quick, real quick. Yeah. Because Maria and I talked about this earlier. That's my bowl. That's the bowl I got. <laughs> the one you have. It's my bowl. It's your own bowl. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, all right. So, listeners, uh, uh-huh. it's it's one of those days. <laughs> it it's sure one is. of those nights. No, I would uh, like to. I would like everyone to know that Maria is flashing master in front of the camera right now, too, just to just to rub in Nian's face. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had to pee. I went downstairs. I made a snack. Came back, and everybody's hating on me. No, no. You hear this, America? You see how they do me? He was talking about a nice Clone Wars bowl. I said, "Oh, that's cute." I got Clone Wars bowl too, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't make just one. Sorry. What do you want me to do? No, it's a shout out. It's dope. It's some it's something that unites us in the force, god damn it. It does. I have the plate too. They have a you have plate? You have the plate? I didn't know they had a plate. I yeah, told you I got mine in blue. a cereal box. I didn't Just, know this came in a cereal box. I got this at Target. That's cool. So there's that's master in front of there's master in front of the camera again. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> All right, I'll turn it the other way. Okay, there you go. Now it's Yoda. There you now go. she's flashing the real master there. Oh, so here we she's go. trying to help. <laughs> there we go. I can't win from losing, listener. You know I can't win from losing, listener. Damn. 
We're all going to get the angriest direct messages. Yeah. Right. They're going to say, how are you going to treat her like this in February? How very dare you? Right? (laughs) Black History Month. And this is the last time I'll ever be on this voyage. (laughs) No. You're fine. You're fine. But I I do love it. Um, Yeah, the plate is really good. It's just the clones in a circle. Oh, that sounds really cool. It's like a mandala. Mm-hmm. of clones Ooh. like in a pattern that's dope but i imagine if i was high and i was looking <laughs> at it that it would be really like trippy, trippy. yeah <laughs> yeah shout out to 99 i love you 99 oh. You're special there you go He's special Okay, so Ben, now you can have Okay, I'm completely segue. distracted. Sorry. So, my segue from Star Tours, I'm fucked with the plate. Like, I, I don't got nothing for the plate. I was gonna say, there is a character specifically created for this movie that ended up in Star Tours on the boarding ride. Oh, at the, okay. or excuse me, in the boarding video for the original release of Star Tours. They reused a costume. They didn't costume her correctly, but yes. So there, that's my segue. Is it different than the video that they show now? It is different, I think. Um, Last time I was there, the boarding video, it was mostly like CGI. It's like, beautiful Naboo, travel to, you know, Uh insert here. They used to have the boarding video that was basically like, come and sit down, buckle your seatbelts, all that stuff, right? And they had a couple costume characters in. And I know they had, I feel like they had a Mon Cala. They had an Ewok. And then someone else. I think there's three. Maybe there's a Wookiee. I don't remember. I'm going to have to look this up. Is this, you're talking about the, is this the OG Star mm-hmm. Tours? This, this is the original release. Okay. Like that. Yeah. 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 Cause it, I don't remember any of this. Like this isn't how it is today. Yeah. I'll track down the video here in a second. We'll, we will okay. take a look. So, <laughs> but yes. So this is our Ewoks episode. Everyone. <laughs> Hey. I have to edit it. I'm going to make something out of it. It'll be okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're going to get 15 cents and have to make a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> that is unfortunately not what happens. In our shows, I get like $145 in nickels, and I'm told that I have to have $5 for the toll, but they only accept cash. So you're sitting here like, all right. <laughs> oh, boy. It's going well. <laughs> Listener, it's it's going well. It's going well. Yeah, it's going well. It's going as well as any other episode has ever gone. <laughs> no, I actually think this is fucking awesome. <laughs> I gotta say. And Ian doesn't like anything, so we're doing good. <laughs> That's not I'm true. I'm gonna take that Ian, as a sign. They love a lot of things, but they're they are our grumpy cat sometimes. <laughs> Oh, that's a good. That's a good grumpy cat. Was, unfortunately for listeners, they will never understand exactly how dead on a, that is uncanny. So here's a new talent show that we didn't know, but Ian apparently does a dead on grumpy cat impression. Yes, that is that was good. That's it. That's it. Perfect. Oh, Jesus. That's uncanny. Rise. With this episode, we're going to have everybody run off. We'll be watching this at our own pace. And then when you hear us again, we'll be talking about how Maria and Ian uh, reacted to our cinematic experience. Before we do that, though, we're going to give them the chance to take their wildest guesses or their assumptions about what might happen in an hour and 36 minutes. So, Ian, if you were going to guess, what do you think the plot of this movie might 
be? Um. Okay, so I guess you could you could say what do you already know? Do you know anything about this? No, I know like there's humans involved somehow, and I know there's obviously Ewoks, and they're all on Endor. It's about as much as I know. <laughs> and there's some kind of caravan with that's full of courage. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is this is great. This is fantastic. Like great said, job, Ian. We're awesome. definitely getting picked up for another season. Great. <laughs> um, do you have any any guesses or assumptions about what might happen with these people in these Ewoks? Yeah, so there's going to be some division, then there's going to be some conflict, then they got to unite, and then they save the day. And then everyone's happy ever after, and the Ewoks do not eat the humans in this. Okay. I mean, that's a good assumption. <laughs> we'll see how many of those things are correct. No. Because I, I, Ewoks, I think, they get hungry. I think what's going to happen is... uh there's maybe some of these humans have never encountered Ewoks before. So they're like, Oh shit, what the fuck is that? So you got some of that going on. Um, meanwhile, I think there's probably going to be some kind of monster thing, some kind of kitty monster mm -hmm. thing that's lurking that they got to fight. And then, uh, yeah, they come together, they defeat it. And, uh, they have their little celebration at the end. That's a that's a guess. We're not going to give you points or anything yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like we'll let you know though. I mean, obviously you'll figure out exactly how close you were, but we'll give you points later. And I, I do also again want to stress uh have not like I didn't just read off a Wikipedia page or anything. Like this is totally like off the cuff of my head. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I haven't even. I don't seen, think anyone like, was going to accuse you of reading the Wikipedia yeah. page for that description. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Maria, do you have any idea? Like, what would your guess be that a TV movie in '84 with some Ewoks might have been? Mm, I would guess there's a corny celebrity appearance of some sort. Um. Oh, that's a good. I guess. would assume that. There is no actual storyline uh, or goal, much like a sexual encounter with me. There's no goal. We just get in and hopefully we figure something out. Um, I would assume that there's a mild attempt at romance that fails or doesn't come across accurately to the to the audience. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Those I are love just this my, version. My this version's original amazing. thoughts. Like uh, when I say celebrity appearance, I mean like a D-list uh -huh. celebrity. Of course. Oh yeah. Not yeah. not like you know you know Betty White ain't showing up. We ain't getting <laughs> Betty White or know? Betty Midler. <laughs> right. We got we got the the dad from Full House from, Bob from Step Saget. by Step. No, no, we can't even afford Bob Saget. We got the daddy <sighs> oh. from Step by Step. Oh my the god! The curly-haired white guy. So, <laughs> yeah. what was that dude's name? Was like that? Patrick, oh. Um, oh god, I'm blanking on his name. One time back in the olden times during the AOL, dad on on AOL chat rooms, <clears throat> uh -huh. I went on a blind date once with this uh -huh. person who said that's what they look like because they didn't have pictures. Should have been the first time, but it was the late '90s. Not everyone had pictures back then. 
And pictures didn't exist yet. <laughs> yeah, they 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 weren't invented. Pictures weren't invented. Yeah. And I show up to this blind date at the dude's office, which didn't say what the office was. And I Sketchy. met him outside of a funeral home because Ooh, that's <laughs> an embalmer. <laughs> two strikes. Two strikes. Wow. And then we go to, we we go to dinner and it was the most awkward thing. Like he looked like he did this makeup like you do a person. Patrick oh, Duffy. Wow. Patrick Duffy. It Patrick was, Duffy. That's it. So whenever I think of step by step, I automatically uh-huh. go to, oh my god, I have a blind date in front of a funeral home. Yikes. <laughs> and I mean, I was there like are 18, weird, 19. There's weirder places to have a hookup. <laughs> Not much, but there are weirder places. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a hookup in a church baptismal. That's a weird place for that to happen. Ugh, churches. I wouldn't know. Can't go about in that, there. I'll saying. burst in the flame. <laughs> they have this thing about witches. They don't want to go there. <laughs> well, if that's the case, I had been dead a long time ago. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I could say as someone who was forced to be baptized at one point in their life, uh, and this is a true story that the water genuinely was boiling the day <laughs> that I got baptized. Wow. Damn. They had a heater malfunction, <laughs> and it was literally boiling and steaming. They had to cancel the baptisms that day and then try to let it cool off overnight and have people come back in the next day. It was still warm as fuck. Like, I got soft broiled. Oh, <laughs> They should have known. I can picture that now. Ooh, it was bad. <laughs> I had to picture a little 16. tiny red ass getting out of there. Jesus. <laughs> My yeah, little I was, lobster. I was <laughs> ready to 16 go. years old, too, is the problem. I was way too old for that. Oh, to been the yeah, thing. you're too old for that shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm Mm-mm. thinking like you're six or something. No, yeah. they just thought that they might get an extra one in just for precaution's sake. <laughs> Oh my god! Mm-mm. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, as far as my guess is, sorry, I'm no, it's fine. looking this at is... lashes at the same time. Ooh. Ben knows how I do this show. <laughs> <laughs> Text. I'll turn my camera off. I'll you know do a quick boob pick for someone, and then I'll go back to this. And yeah, sometimes You're we talk to girl, each other on sorry. Twitter while recording at the same time and both pretend that that's not what we're doing. Right. Like clearly on the main timeline of Twitter, posting, liking, right. having concepts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I can do this because it's not sisters. It's not like it's all on me. So I'm like, okay, they'll carry me through this. And sweetheart, I know when you record sisters, you do the same damn thing. Oh, yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. That timeline doesn't get quiet. As soon as, as, soon as uh, Raven or Bina gets on their. <laughs> Little tangent. She's like, "Fuck yes, this is exactly what I needed." They outed me. <laughs> I'm fucking done. Oh man. Hey, it's Maria. Where are you at? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, those are my guesses for for how this is gonna go down. I'm pretty I sure there it. won't be an actual takeaway. Like, there's no moral of the story or anything like that. It's just a fun little ride. Okay, I think that's a fair guess. Do you guys have any questions before going in as far as like... Where in the timeline? So that's a great Ooh. question. Uh, so it's debatable. At the time that this came out, they said that this happened before the Battle of Endor. This happened a couple years before. Okay. It makes it, makes it difficult for that to have happened 
and then for what happens in Return of the Jedi to make sense. But do keep that in mind that when they release this during like their initial kind of like newspaper press releases, they're like, hey, this is a story that happens a couple years before the exciting events of Return of the Jedi. You hear that, all you Clone Wars mm-hmm. haters? There's always been this shit. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. I just wanted to know where to put my mind. Yeah, doesn't it technically takes place a year story. before, right? Doesn't it take it, place a year before Jedi? Technically, it might be a year. Yeah, I'll look it up real quick. But there's oh, a so few this like is going there's on a few as empires going on then. Yeah, pretty much. There's a few choices that don't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to see because that if it's that close, that's really confusing. Because that means the Empire got in and out real quick. Mm-hmm. So did he. <laughs> and that's why we didn't call wow. him back. Exactly. That's right. No, I finished. Um, I'm still working through Lovecraft, but I got to the Pussy Monster episode. And I was oh. like, damn, why don't I have a Pussy Monster? Like, that would be dope. That's, that's not what I read on Yelp. My, that's actually one of my favorite like <laughs> characters and episodes. Yeah, it's really good. I would become like the Batman of hoes. Like I would be like I want to. I would purposely go look for like the worst men. Yeah. Like I, I would become the fucking Batman of women. I feel like in the show, that's how she gets started. Is because her dad or stepdad, yeah. I forget, is like a fucking actual pedo. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would, I would do that. I would be like the yeah. Batman. Like Hell any yeah. pedos, any woman beaters, like I got you. Like I've got this awesome pussy monster that's gonna take care of this shit. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. And she's gonna look at me like, bitch, you're crazy. I'm like, all right, well, I'll call you when I'm done and we'll bathe in his blood and shit, and it'll be Ooh, dope. That's a great episode too. <laughs> so also to answer your question. Uh, it does apparently take place one year before Return of the Jedi, which is just fascinating. Huh. I never would have guessed that in a million years. One of the actors, who one of the child actors from this, claims that they were told on set that it took place 150 years after Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi, hmm. which so would which almost one? make more sense. But also, you know, there are characters that we see in both who are still around, so that's that's interesting. Well, given that it's Star Wars and no one dies. Mm-hmm. Which storyline make or which era makes mo- the most More sense? sense before return or 150 years after return? Well, if Ewoks aged super, 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 super slow, it would make more sense for it to be after for okay. reasons that we'll get into later. Okay. I don't think that that's what they intended. Maybe that's just what the director told them at the time. Gotcha. I still mm-hmm. feel like George would have been like, no, this happened right before. Who's the director? This... Who John Smith. Who's? Oh, <laughs> he's super trustworthy. I heard about that guy. <laughs> I think there's there, nothing in this really contradicts what happens in Jedi. Not really. Yeah, John Cordy directed this, apparently. Okay. I was close. Uh, What was George's level of involvement? So this is because Amanda loved Ewoks, right? Uh, This is apparently part of a bedtime story that his nanny used to tell the kids. And then George decided to hire the man who was his nanny to write the screenplay with him for a TV movie version of the story. 
So, so you this got is from George. George pitched this to CBS. He wanted to do oh, really? it. Really? So it's movie. not it's not a holiday special situation. No, George was okay. very involved in this. Uh, okay, that's what I wanted to, to know. On a scale mm-hmm. one to five, how involved was George? <laughs> oh, like he's like a four point five because I don't think he was on set for this. Although this is filmed on Skywalker Ranch, so this okay. is just like a couple miles away from the main house. Okay. Because they we wanted to keep Warwick it nice and this? easy. We do. We get Warwick as the main character. Okay. He's still playing Wicket. They actually brought him back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's right. the tiniest bit taller, but Aww, not sweet. too much. Because he was like, what, 12 during Return of the Jedi? So he's hitting his like yeah, 10 or 12 puberty he's, little growth yeah. spurt. So like okay. the costume does look like it's been altered a little bit for Wicket to be a touch taller. Or that's what it looks like to me when I was that's rewatching cute. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. It, like, he's adorable as usual in it. Because like there's a reason why that character worked so well. And that's because Warwick knew how to make that costume work. I think there are aspects to this that, especially Maria, being Clone Wars stand that she is, will enjoy. Like, if you can get past, like, TV made for moving parts of it, there's actually some cool stuff to this, I think. Tantric sex. <laughs> a lot of it. A lot of okay. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I'm familiar with that due to Clone Wars. I'm familiar <laughs> with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I come from that. <laughs> I come from that. It's okay. <laughs> and to be fair, it does not look as rough as it could have for mm-hmm. being a super low budget. It's still got the Lucasfilm label on it, so I'm sure they let them play around with a, a little bit of budget. I think a lot of it is reused costumes and props from Return of the Jedi that they just pulled makes right sense. out of the archive. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. A couple of them don't make sense, though. Some of them don't. Some of them mm-hmm. are <laughs> sure are a choice, but. Uh, you know, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we got the question answered on George's involvement and uh-huh. Lucasfilm and whatnot. Uh-huh. What, so made for TV, what was the mm-hmm. TV studio who put this out or they produced with? So this is, a, and it opens with a Lucasfilm limited production. So this is all funded by Lucasfilm. Uh, CBS, Fox were the distributor. Because okay. at the time, like CBS and Fox were one thing. Uh, so mm-hmm. this was supposed to be, I believe, like an hour long special originally. Uh, and then CBS got super excited about it and wanted it to be a movie of the week. So told them that they need to pad it out to a two hour time slot. So that needs oh, to be God. an hour and 40 minutes. So there's definitely a 36 wow. minute stretch. Like you can feel where the stretches are. Uh, <laughs> some of them are here. Okay. some of them are more charming than others. There are parts that they're just cute and you can tell it's there to pad time. There are some that are there to pad time and you will find them when you find them. <laughs> <laughs> there were two moments today that I had to let go. I had to rewind it because in all honesty, I was making french toast and doing things while i was watching the movie mm, but i was like toast. wait how did they get there uh-huh. i need to back this up and then i'm like oh they never said how they got there they're just there mm-hmm. <laughs> okay mm. <laughs> so my question is if lucas so if if this is the cbs thing uh-huh. or i mean like it's a lucasfilm thing but cbs is putting it out there Mm-hmm. whose bright idea at cbs was this to put out because had they not seen or heard about what had happened with the holiday special see but the thing about this though is this was well received this got really good ratings. really that's why it got a sequel uh it helped prompt the ewoks animated series it had a huge line of toys that 
like got uh, pushed specifically okay. not with it. the not with like the caravan of courage label but definitely enough interest to kind of keep that ewok boom going for a couple more years so this actually did really well performance wise like cbs was very Were the happy toys kenner um uh, so i think the kenner line ended in 1986 is okay. when they when they stopped 85 i think it's 85 power of the force one power Power yeah, of Power of the, the Force, Force one was 94, right? No, this was the 90s, first Power right? of the Force. Mm. Oh, yeah, there's right. That's oh. right, you're right. Original trilogy child. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> there is, yeah, there's a short... Off the, sh- off the rack. <laughs> there is a very short-lived Power of the Force logo that was like 84, 85. It was right after oh. Jedi. This is right before Kenner discontinued it. But mm-hmm. there were a series of Ewoks and Droids branded toys. Those are much harder to find because they didn't sell as well. And I don't believe they made them in the same numbers. They're also worth a lot more right now. Mm. Uh, so there were a whole line, tons and tons of Ewok plushes, like just Ewok teddy bears out the ass. Cause that's what, you know, that's what they're made to do. And you have how um, many? I don't have any of the original ones. I've seen a couple, but they don't they usually scary? look so great. Cause those are oh, pretty okay. well loved. Like you very rarely see one that isn't pretty ratty. And I don't, I don't touch soft yeah, plushy yeah. things that have been in like kids mouths and stuff. Fair. From the 80s. I don't know what no. came home with that. No. Uh, there's a very short-lived line of the Ewok animated series toys where they only had a maybe about six characters. Those, I don't have any of those, but I would love to track some of those down. Those are harder to find. See, now like, that's, some... that's where I come in with the Ewoks. Not the toys or anything, but uh-huh. um, they had... I used to have on VHS... Um, Pornography? It, yes yeah that used to be a thing no um (laughs) they had a vhs of like two i guess two episodes um or maybe like two short film Mm -hmm. tv things of both ewoks and droids and I own both of those and I saw both of those and like I liked the droids one a little bit better than the Ewoks one but um but that was like if we're talking like stuff outside of the main movies like original trilogy so like that was the extent of my experience with with mm-hmm. that yeah, we could do a whole episode on just the Ewoks and droids cartoons. They're <laughs> fascinating that they exist. I'm really surprised that they have not been re-released because the entire series has never been officially released. Mm-hmm. There was that VHS release, and I think it had six episodes, I want to say. Uh, they got both. There was, there was two Ewoks, on DVD, one droid, and they all were okay. also on DVD. Did they have? Yeah, they had some of them on DVD, which mm-hmm. I think has Droids the Great Heap, which is like the mm-hmm. TV movie version. Does it not have the Great Heap? No. Nope. Has that one not been released on DVD? Was that one of VHS? I know I've seen it, and I definitely didn't see it when it aired. It was. It came out when they were playing it on Sci Fi Channel back in the nineties. Oh, like that could have been the, it. Yeah, the Droids one. I actually believe takes place on Tatooine. Does it? It's on some desert planet. I don't think it's Tatooine. It is a desert. I think I just thought it was Tatooine because I was like, and I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. desert, Star Wars. Okay, Max desert. Rebo was in that first episode, uh-huh. though. And Ben Burt wrote it. Yes, he did. Did he really? Mm-hmm. He sure did. You can watch them Good right now. They're on, uh, you can go to YouTube under Thal Jorben. They're all there. Ooh. Because Droid's, Droid's got one season. 
Ewoks got two seasons in like 85 and 86, I think. That mm-hmm. sounds about right. And I don't remember any. There's some big jazz guy who did the music for Ewoks and somebody from the police did the theme music for droids. I don't know oh, that the droids names. theme song. is. If great. it's someone from the police that's not Sting, then it's the drummer whose name I should know, but fucking can't think of it right now. Pretty sure. Stuart Pretty Copeland. Sure it's police. Stuart Copeland. Probably. Pretty sure it's police. I think it actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Also, with this movie, with Caravan of Courage, it was released in both Japan, Europe, and I believe in like the Pacific Islands, because I know that I've, oh. I've had people from Australia who saw it huh. in theaters. Uh, in That's France, cool. there is a tie-in. There's a tie-in single that went with Seriously? this. That they released. Nah, shut charts. your mouth. Shout out to Blast Points, because I know my Ewok stuff. Like I'm, I'm pretty hardcore in the Ewoks. This one I didn't know. This is a Blast Point special that they tracked this down. I will, pull, I will a put it in the episode so people can hear it. And when we get done recording this first part, I'm going to show everyone here. It's great. I think it's called Le Petit Ewok, and it is just an adorable <laughs> '80s like bubblegum pop song. Yes. About the a little Ewok. I love it. I yes. love it. All right. Do we have any other questions before we dive off into Ewok territory? Nope. All right. So when you hear us next, we will have put my friends who I love with all of my heart, and I hope that they still love me after this. <laughs> we were going to put them through this experience and see how we all come out on the other side. <laughs> All right, and we are back. It's been a couple days. We've had uh, people do their homework, and we are going to jump into the Ewok adventure. Before so, I think it makes sense for us to at least point out that in the interim, from when we began recording this episode until now, uh, there's been a little bit of news over on the Star Wars front that we'll just quickly touch on here. Uh, If you're listening to this, there's no way that you don't know by now. But a certain old trash bag Carbonara has been uh, removed <laughs> from her continued stay in the Star Wars galaxy. Bye, bitch. So, <laughs> so I wanted to give everyone a chance to get their stings in. Like, how are we feeling? Did we play some Yub Nub last night? How's it going? Uh, I said, ding dong, the Wicked Witch is dead. That's what I said. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Oh, it was yeah, some good I, news. Yeah, I'm through. I couldn't. Well, first off, about damn time. Mm-hmm. Second mm-hmm. off, second off, uh, God, so so excited, happy. I was also pretty emotional last night too. But but, and I tweeted this a couple times too. And I'm gonna say here because I'm actually it's a tweet. There's very few f- tweets if if there are even a few that I'm proud of, but uh, the first transphobe is away. The <laughs> first transphobe Oh my is God. <laughs> that's, so like, that's, that's how I feel. Hell yeah. That's a gold star joke. The extra Oof. points on that one. Oof. With like, that was the best gif attached to uh-huh. it and everything. Oh, God. It was, it was so good. good. It was well really done. I've seen that gif before. So I purposely was like, I got to find it. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. How are we feeling, Maria? Um, it's about damn time. 
it gives me hope for the future of Star Wars on the whole mm-hmm. that maybe they're going to start taking this stuff a little bit more seriously. Um, so that gives me a lot of hope. It's also a great opportunity to give more of a role to some other people that are really working their Hello. ass off in The Mandalorian. Sasha Oscar Banks Reeves. is mm-hmm. a underutilized resource and i really want to see her come back strong in season three Uh, i think it was pretty clear that cara dune was leaving anyway she was going to transition out at some point Mm. uh, because she has another quote-unquote role that we're not always seeing as sheriff or something other whatever Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter write her out for whatever reason we can give that time to someone who is talented and deserving of the spotlight being on the show and being involved in star Wars is a great honor, but it's also a great responsibility um, to not only fans, but also to young people. I'm going to circle back to Ashley Eckstein, who's been Mm -hmm. a fantastic voice for breaking stigmas against mental health. Uh, I don't know, supporting other women's businesses uh, by acts of feminism. You know what I mean? Like, she is a feminist in action. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of person that should be the ambassador for the Star Wars brand, is somebody that can walk it like they talk it. They're doing exactly what they said they're going to do. They take time for the fans, and they listen. You know what I mean? Like, I've never ever heard of anyone saying that they had a bad interaction with Ashley Eckstein. That should be the gold standard for who we let into the Star Wars universe. Not just great talent, but we also need to look for great people. So Mm -hmm. I think that uh, overall, it's a positive change in the way that Star Wars is looking to do business. Is it a little bit late? Absolutely. But better late than never? Absolutely. So now's the time for them to start moving forward and getting a little bit more brave about not letting just anything pop off at Lucasfilm. Uh, I'm I'm looking at you, Ray Park. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? Like some shit's yep. got to change. Yeah, you I don't know? think that we can't find someone else who can wear that makeup because your facial structure is not that recognizable. Mm-mm. And I I think it's a good sign. So hopefully things will change. But I mean, now that we've got some space to free up, why don't we put someone in there that's talented and knows what the fuck they're doing Mm -hmm. and is just as physical as the old little garbage bag. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to tell you, if you haven't seen um, last month's Royal Rumble, Sasha Banks's match, you need to go check that out. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's just as physical and can do it. So I, I really like to see her move up in the uh, the lineup there. And I'm going to speak for Katana Cast and Pink Milk. And we never saw a comms officer on that floor, so Katie O'Brien is still Hello. around. And let's let's just have her be. Uh, maybe she was a ranger. Give her the ranger show. Give her the thing. She was a ranger in disguise, sitting on that bridge, <laughs> and she got out of there real quick. Because I've seen I've seen Katie's uh, YouTube videos, and that girl can kick some ass too. Oh yeah, she's strong Absolutely. as hell too. That that uh, uniform she was wearing is covering up some serious muscle. Mm-hmm. Like total badass, right? There. Yep. And just grabbing thoughts from the top of everybody's head. Do we think that they will recast the character or just phase the character completely out? I my thought is. I think they're going to completely phase out. Mm. Uh, if they recast, eh, I'd kind of prefer not rather not. 
Uh, yeah. Not that it can't be done or can't be done successfully. Uh, I think it's totally doable. It's just like, at this point, totally over it. Yeah, I, I feel you. The only thing that I would hope that they do, and I don't really care if they recast, to be completely honest with you, I think the character of Cara Dune had a lot more potential than she ever brought to it. I think she, there is a lot of story that could have been there. Mm. But honestly, there may be so much damage to that character at this point. There's no yeah. fixing it. And that's understandable, too. But at the very least, I think Lucasfilm should very heavily consider adding a main character into the show. Or at the very least, the same status that Kara would have had. So uh, like a B tier character played by a trans actress. I think that that's Hello. the next step to mm-hmm. just kind of double down on their solidarity. Because at this point, this is very clearly a stance by a corporation that does not like to take stances. Nope. So let's let's lean into it while we've and, got the motion going. And not only that, um, shout out to well Maggie uh, uh, from Geeky Waffle. Maggie Lovett. Mm-hmm. Yes, Maggie Lovett. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw her retweet, so she wasn't the one necessarily to point it out, but she's the one who I, I saw it from. She said... Or the person who tweeted was saying that, uh, was making that point, Ben, like uh, the language that the Disney Corporation used in their mm-hmm. statement. And I think one keyword being abhorrent, mm-hmm. uh, you know, totally like hi- highlights how strong um, and and also just how compelled Disney was to to say something and come out. And, uh, you know, use that that type of language Mm -hmm. because they very clearly because honestly, I think it's something that's been going on since at least December Mm -hmm. when they decided not to announce the Ranger Mm -hmm. show being a spinoff show for her when they came back in last month and had that artist replace her digitally with Ahsoka instead. And that lineup mural that they commissioned, it's been in the water. And I think. Disney wants to play. We've talked about this before, and I'll try to keep it brief. We know that Disney wants to try to play as neutral as possible because at the end of the day, they're just trying to be a media company and they don't try to get too overly involved because they don't want to piss anything off one way or the other Mm -hmm. to obviously we know how that works. It doesn't work when you do that because lukewarm is nothing. But still, Mm -hmm. I think the, the plan was to just politely shuffle her off without trying to make too much of a stir of it. And she finally pushed them so far that they had to do something because once the mainstream media started handling it, it it was going to get nasty really quickly. And I'm sure she had pissed people off already because there's no way they did not have a conversation with her. Well, just her, just the way her, her language and her doubling down on all of the, the horrible stances she was taking mm-hmm. just shows she knew she wasn't coming back. Like th- she was, she knew she wasn't coming back. Yeah. My guess is that her management had already had that conversation. They mm-hmm. had already, optioned not to renew and there was probably something in the contract where they agreed to not say anything negative about her as long as she shuffled off quietly and Mm -hmm. i'm sure she violated whatever her end was and so they went ahead and threw her under the bus which you know by all means throw the bitch under the bus i don't give a flying fuck yeah whatever i do not want her recast Mm -hmm. i just i think there's too much cara dune was great the character her was great it was unfortunate so many of us loved her at the beginning and then it was Mm. just all squashed and ruined and i really think there are too many hurt feelings and i think to piggyback what maria was saying earlier they already had her on her way out the show of mandalorian anyways Mm. so if you 
she was probably done because she was going to get this other thing. Could there have been some like interaction here or there in an episode or two? Probably. But you could easily now just say Cara Dune was killed off screen. If you even need to address it, she's killed somewhere doing some mission somewhere or other. After the way the Empire ruled the galaxy, you know they had stories for her. You know they had a backstory for her, especially if they're giving her own show. Well, what happened to her was not really that unique. You know, mm-hmm. she can mm-hmm. now be that character could be someone who who came from Jeddah. So another planet that was destroyed. Like you can you can take that backstory and just give it to someone new without it feeling totally like just a, a redo of that character of that. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I do think the character of Cara Dune was a really important character of balancing femininity without being a a heroine or, or a, uh, you know any sort of victim she was she was leia but also didn't necessarily look like a princess and so i think that was a really important representation for women mm-hmm. in 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 television in 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 entertainment and i don't want to see that role go somewhere else if that mm-hmm. makes sense like i loved that she you know i mean she was she was a, a huge muscle girl it wasn't, you know what I mean? It was made, It was just really, really important. And I want. I don't want to lose that. And it was unfortunate that important role was wasted on a piece of garbage. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, just just give that space that they probably would have um, to Cara Dune to, you know, that that uh, fire ferret. <laughs> it's, it's got. It's got. It's got more. It's got more uh, acting range? personality than yeah. It could probably deliver its lines too. Yeah, and it doesn't have a social media presence. Like this is a win-win Disney, and that's for free. Like, we exactly. won't even sue you. <laughs> exactly. To Brian's oh. point, it is disappointing, and I I feel bad for um, the women who identified with that character physically and emotionally. Yep. You know, who maybe aren't always seen as you know beautiful because they're yep. bigger or they're not you know the classic you know size two model type um Mm -hmm. i really think that that was important to show that beauty can be found at any size and it's just such a damn shame that it was wasted Mm -hmm. that's really the shame of it is this person really got a, a big opportunity um and i think that's what happens when you get lost in your own ego you forget all the people that you're representing and how important your job is when it just becomes about you in my experience it never works and you'll always fall on your ass right but when you put the needs of others before yourself and you remember okay i'm getting ready to record i've got to represent all of us and i need to to do it in a way that makes sense but also be myself um and i think that comes through and when when it becomes about you and making whatever statement you want to make like I think a lot of times people end up fucking themselves because mm-hmm. their ego just gets in the way of everything. And it's really unfortunate. It really truly is. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of other strong female characters on the show. And um, like Brian said, we can just as easily slide someone else in there. I know that a lot of people were saying uh, recast with Lana Perilla or whatever from Once Upon a Time because she looks similar or whatever. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't really give a fuck if they recast the character or not. Um, 
especially, you know, just given everything that's happened, like people have a lot of hard feelings and I don't want that to taint the show mm-hmm. long term. You know what I mean? So I think it might be best to just let her go. It sucks for Lana Perilla because I'd love to see her get a payday because she's a great actress. Mm-hmm. Um, she can come in as another character that doesn't mm-hmm. rule her out. There's yeah, like 10 other fucking can. things that Disney's working on right now that they can put a hundred things. It's so sad though, because I wanted to see like more of the Alderaan culture. Like I really mm-hmm. wanted to see that from her and you Amen. just got, yep. you got no sense of that. Mostly probably because she has no idea what that is. And she probably never read a single star Wars book or, you know, mm-hmm. she she just doesn't seem very enlightened, so she probably has no idea what any of that shit's about. But it would have been cool um, to get more of that on screen. I hope we get it somewhere else in the other 14 series that are going Hello. on right now. Yeah. Like, I really want some more Alderaan and culture. Like, so fucking, like, we got, what, maybe 20 seconds in Revenge <laughs> of the Sith? And I'm just uh. like, George. At the time, well, I, yeah, you, you know, at the time it was, yeah. it was like George, George, old buddy, come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. You gave me just enough Alderaan to make me want some Swiss Miss hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> he gave us just a tip, and I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> right? <laughs> Leia, Princess of Alderaan, has so much culture in it. Yep. Yeah. From from yep. Alderaan, like I would love to see that shit on screen. Mm-hmm. So Disney, yeah, you're feel... making 40 series. Put it in one of them. That would be a fantastic animated series because I feel very uncomfortable about them ever trying to cast a young Leia because she's only 19 mm-hmm. when it starts. Anyways, I don't see the point. No, uh, I no, know that Mil- no, quote no. unquote Millie Bobby Brown looks similar, but I don't. I don't want to see that it. That time has passed for yeah, her. It's gone. Yeah, she's it was six, there 17 and now. it's gone. She's as it old was as there for like two summers yeah. and it's gone. I think Leia Princess of Alderaan would make a fantastic limited animated series. That could be mm. cool. If you wanted to do traditional animation on that, like Maybe a traditional anime. Disney princess, that would be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, we're giving free money here, Disney. Hello. Hey, hey Lucasfilm. <laughs> uh, hi. How are you? We, we love you. Maybe, I'm talking to you. <laughs> maybe uh, we hire some of us. <laughs> ben has great ideas. At least. Ben Invite a bitch out yeah. to look at the statue. Like, I'll just take a picture next to Yoda and I'll let you have some stuff for free. <laughs> right. Like, I am known for many things, but not being a cheap bitch is not one of them. Like, <laughs> I'm an easy date. <laughs> take me out, give me a good time. You can have all kinds of things out of my head. Hey. All you right. So, dead. we Woo! will finish this section out with a nice musical outro for old trash bag carbonara the name that we have never said on this show and never will need to again So I wrote this hook for that ass. You ain't shit, shit, shit. You ain't shit, shit, shit. You ain't shit, shit, shit. You know who you are. You know who you are. Bye.
you fuckhead. Who can't tie my laces? Your point of view is medieval. You can't hear me. You bitch ass hoe, it's time for a hoedown. I said to you, ain't shit. You ain't shit. I said to you, ain't shit. Bitch, you ain't shit. <laughs> I am so petty. All right, so now we're back and we're here to talk about the most important topic in all of Star Wars, which is Ewoks. <laughs> so, on an actual serious note, Jesus. we need to talk about uh, Let's talk Ewok about adventure. Ewoks. Yes, I already the, forgot the, the name Ewok of the Adventures. Far, oh, how dare <laughs> Caravan of Courage. <laughs> the Caravan of I Courage. I barely Ewok watched adventure. it. <laughs> and even I remember what the title is. Uh, <laughs> So we're going to break this up in some parts here so we can get reactions from my two very unhappy co-hosts who I put through this adventure <laughs> and were kind enough to suffer through. I got some very interesting text messages. I'll put it that way. So if I, I don't even ever bother show back to up, text. So. No, Ian has not even spoken to me since they've seen it. <laughs> I've been put in time out. So if this is the last time that you ever hear me on the Katana cast, it was nice knowing you all. <laughs> I hope that you'll come find me on my new show. Ben is the worst, actually. Yeah, this so is the, this the is worst, worst. Up. I never lied to you. I told you from the get-go that I was the worst, I know, and this is I just know. how it goes. It's on me. I defended <laughs> you. Truth and advertising. Bitch. I know. When people tell you who they are, you believe them, Ian. <laughs> all right. So overall, how... How was our experience with the Ewok adventure as first timers? We'll let you go. <laughs> go I'm ahead. No, 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 no. We'll let no, you go. go ahead. I'm getting the full grumpy cat face. I want to hear. It was a waste of my time. <laughs> no, it, it like I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know where to. It was. Uh, <laughs> this is literally. On the same level as the holiday special. <laughs> I can't stand this just as much as I can't stand <laughs> the holiday special. Oh, I right, paid. So... I'll, I'm, I'm going to say this right now, too. Go. I paid more attention to the holiday special than I did to this. Wow. So, listeners, is this the last time that you hear Ian on this show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's been nice knowing y'all. I. Uh, you can find me at iGallagher. We'll play that music it again. <laughs> yeah, right. I've already got a cue ready to go. So what did you think overall, Maria? Who, me? I'm looking at wigs, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I would say it's above the holiday special, uh, mostly because there's no um, sexualization of black women. So that's always good when I'm not objectified. Uh, but okay, I also wasn't fair. present, so <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know which is worse, like being objectified or not being recognized at all. <laughs> uh, but I, I would say it's above the the holiday special because it actually had like a point to it, or it tried to make one somewhere in there. So mm -hmm. I would say it's better overall. Music was okay. Can I ask a question? What was Go the point? It. What was the point? 
Hello. Because I grew I grew up with this and I still don't really know what it I is. feel like the point was that the kids could rescue the parents that you know as a kid like you're important if, or whatever. Okay. We remember a new hope, right? Mm-hmm. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Satan. Mm-hmm. The end of this movie, I'm a bitch teenager and I'm here to fucking rescue you. <laughs> and I happen to look like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I put down boy equals biggest negative Nancy bitch. <laughs> hey, thank you. All right. That's very Wait. true. Still go ahead, Brian. I was just going to say, you may enjoy the sequel. Yeah, that's that's fact. <laughs> okay. it's very interesting. Yeah, don't look up anything about the sequel. We'll get to it another time. It won't be soon, but it'll be very interesting. Okay, so on my next recovery you know day, what? we'll do that. Go ahead. Yes, because I was just about to say, I'm more... I feel like I'm more willing to watch the next one than this one ever again. Okay. The next one's great. See, and I I actually like this one better than the I, next one. We ha- we've had that, yeah. <laughs> okay. I have a your... soft spot for this. I'm not saying it's good, and that's okay. <laughs> Jar Jar is some people's favorite character, and that's also valid. <laughs> I'll take a whole movie with Jar Jar over Caravan of Courage any day. I'll Your say boy that. from Forces of Destiny was in this. I didn't sure know. Was. This is where mm-hmm. he came from. The mm-hmm. Gorax. Uh-huh. And that makeup yes. on that Gorax Whatever. is rad. Right? For the 80s, it was pretty good. Yeah. For TV budget, it's not bad. Yes. Yeah. I, okay. So here's where I give credit. The music score, fucking mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, music's good. Um, That I was very, like, anytime I heard music, I was like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, the effects, <laughs> the effects were pretty good. I felt like, if anything, it was like a student, like internship production, <laughs> like teaching the Lucasfilm interns, like, look, uh-huh. we need you to help us out here in the end of the '80s and into the '90s, so we can get to Jurassic Park. Uh, so you do this, and you you basically get a cheap version of what we were able to do on the original trilogy. You figure out this, you're on par with us. We got a solved future. I mean, it was definitely filmed for about a buck eighty-five. I think. Yeah, yeah. That, I feel that... like some of the special effects are better than others. Like mm-hmm. to That's me, also it true. feels like you know how you're fucking a guy, mm-hmm. and he starts out really strong. Oh, yeah. by the end of that shit, he's just like, "You ready? You done?" You did like you know what I mean by the end of this shit it's a fucking spider hanging off of a string. Uh-huh. I'm like, yes. okay, bitch. Like you just say you can't lick no more pussy. Just say you're done. Just just tell me you're done. Don't give me no spider hanging off of a goddamn fishing line. Yep. Just tell Fair. me you can't do it. That is very And I'll get the vibrator true. out. Look, it's not that serious. It's not. I feel like it's that kind of situation where he says he can he can eat it all night, but he really means he could eat it for an hour and 45 minutes. That's really what he means. He don't mean that. He don't mean he can eat it all night. <laughs> Nigga, please don't come at me with a spider on a string. That's yeah. all I'm going to say about that. Never do it. Also, so yeah, so the spider on the string, the spider shit, uh-huh. yeah, mm-hmm. bad. Uh, the other thing that was bad, too, was the... Uh, um, I don't know when the kids are hiding in the tree trunk. Uh huh. That that kind of monster Worm is like thing. a rant, like literally like a like a dildo mm-hmm. monster. Yeah. Well, that, to be fair, I, I know that. that that had to be done really, really quickly on the cheap. 
because I think that's our our dear Joe Johnston, who worked at ILM and went on to direct things like Captain America, the first Avenger. So he did everything on that old trilogy. He designed the Boba Fett armor so he can do better work. I think they gave him like two days to do that. But it's rough looking that boar hound, which, yes, I know what it's called and I'm sorry, but that's. <laughs> You the, the boar hound is pretty rough. Yeah. I also know that the the weird little thing in the tree is called a Temptor, which sounds like a He-Man gigolo and not, not like a Star Wars character. Not the thing in the tree. I'm talking about like the literal like, well, the maybe it is the boar hound. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. A yeah, the glory hole monster. Tale yeah, for that's glory the, holes. Be that's careful, the Temptor. Be careful. Yeah, that's a weird one. I miss those. Because you don't know. <laughs> It might have a monster in it. Don't it put sure your dick can. in that. But sometimes it has a monster in it. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm done. I'm uh, done already. Well, what have we been doing this for 20 minutes? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm cackling. Oh, Jesus oh Christ. <laughs> This shit is real. <laughs> so going back, we'll go with our human actors, right? So we've got okay. the Tawani family that they introduce us to. So the we get to meet the Tawani, T-O-W-A-N-I, <laughs> the Punani family. <laughs> right. <laughs> we've we've got. I'm looking at my notes. Uh-huh, oh. We've got Jeremit and Katarin, which are the parents. Oh, okay. Uh, who we very rarely see in this movie, which is mm-hmm. kind of good. It's, and who the dad sounds like a bad Han impersonator. Yeah. yeah, and the mom looks like not Ripley, but what was her name? Was it Dallas in Alien? No, Dallas. I was thought the, the mom looked other like Carrie Fisher's mom, like Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, B- blonde, kind of poofyish, blondish hair, kind of like, like every eighties TV mom. Like she's not yeah, also she, the mom was but... a brunette. No, she got blonde hair. I think she's a blonde... brunette. Maybe okay. Dirty... All Maybe right, I we'll saw say Dirty Blonde. She okay. called looked... even at Dirty Blonde. <laughs> yeah. To me, she looked, was her name Diane from V, the main mm-hmm. alien lady, right? Was it Diane? Was that her name? Mm-hmm. That's I think it's been a long, long, long time. Yeah. It's, it's not sounding years. right. I was going to say, I don't know V. I know the Ewok adventure, clearly. So there's only so much room for 80s trash. <laughs> no, you should really watch V. It's pretty great. I have seen it. It's just been a long time. Pretty great. So how so do we feel said- about the parents and their performances? I mean, there's Not nothing great. to comment on, but yeah, there's, there's nothing I mean, there. they were in for a total of maybe five seconds, and they were shitty. Yeah, I think they the, the little girl, minutes. breakout uh-huh. star. I don't know what she's doing now. I'm uh. surprised she's not working, but she, I thought she did a great job. I thought she did better than the, the negative well, that's Nancy. Well, that's an easy bar to step over the top of. Right, no, that's a but, layup. But we'll get to Mace and Sindel, so those are your children in the Ewok Adventure. Just mm-hmm. Eric Walker and Aubrey Miller, respectively. I Ryan mean, looks like he's got something to say. Yeah, I have to disagree with what you're about to say, Ben. Because mm-hmm. when Mace was <laughs> Their taking, names? <laughs> when Mace... No, no, no. When Mace was taking Sindela, right? Is that her? Sindel. Sindel. Uh-huh. When he was taking Sindel out to get away because they had to go find mom and dad. Mm-hmm. They ran. It's the middle of the night. But I'm tired. And she laid down <laughs> in the grass. That Like, that was like academy award winning performance she looked so tired from that run it was great <laughs> to be fair they they didn't Thank give him any food she was just lethargic <laughs> that so clearly I didn't will... land as well as i thought it would well that's okay this is the no, you're good. For that. 
Sometimes they don't lend. Maybe if I enjoyed this, I would have enjoyed that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Eric Walker is is the weakest link in this entire movie. That's Mace. Uh, mm -hmm. He is insufferable. There's not a single second in that movie where you don't want to push that kid into an enchanted lake and let him drown. Like I think yeah, that they, they were going for a, like Scott a Luke free, thing, and I'm like, "What the fuck are y'all doing? Keep him down yeah. there, drown mm-hmm. the bitch." <laughs> he did way too much whiny Luke. Like, yes. it, it was okay at the beginning, but it never changed. They never mm-hmm. let up off that direction, and that's a problem. That's problematic for me. So for me, it felt a lot like he was just doing Mark Hamill, uh, whiny Luke. You know, I don't want to go to Tunshi Station type bullshit mm-hmm. through the whole fucking movie, and it was tough to get through. It's rough. I was going to pick up some Caparic and read. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, yeah, we covered my note. My note about uh, boy equals negative Nancy bitch vibes. Yes. <laughs> we covered that. Actual um, note. Yeah, it's an actual note. Um, and then the second note is white girl in danger. Um, and then I have two marks because you can't have a, a film without one of God's most precious resources being in danger. And that is a white woman. Mm-hmm. Um, they are very fragile. And apparently um, they fall ill for no apparent reason at all. <laughs> They're just so fucking fragile um, <laughs> that they need medicine uh, for unknown reasons because they just ha- I I don't know they pass out they get verklempt I don't know exactly <laughs> what's happening. Um, she was sick she, of her brother's tired ass. That's what it, maybe, that's what it was. Maybe, maybe brother she had a, a fainting spell. You know, one of mm. those um, white girl um, problems. Those those the health vapors. issues. That they get, yeah, like like in Gone from with the Wind or whatever. I, I don't know. I saw that movie once. It was shitty. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like white women suffer from these illnesses, and it's it's a damn tragedy. My <laughs> God, we've gotta we've gotta do something, guys. We've really gotta do something to help these oppressed people um, become more visible. And we've got to find a way to get them the help they need. You know, we can't have these white women. <laughs> God's most precious resource constantly in danger. What the fuck? Twice in one movie. It's like, I can't have this pretty Shirley Temple version of a purity in danger. My God, what are we going to do? There's a white woman in trouble, guys. Let's all get these in, these indigenous people. Come on, round up your families. Send me one of your finest your strongest fighters from every family because we've got to help this white woman. Okay? She she got a whole mess of problems. She can't find her parents. Look, she just had a fainting spell. Listen, I know you got shit going on in the village. I know you want to pick some berries and shit for your family, but this white bitch is so important. My God, she's suffering. Look at her. She hasn't eaten. Give her your family's food. She needs it. She's so she's a fucking victim. My God. <laughs> this is my favorite. Oh, What's that of this movie little girl? <laughs> oh, 
Fuck her! <laughs> <laughs> She's never gonna do anything of value! <laughs> What the fuck? It's like they didn't learn anything from the end of Return of the Jedi. Like, the indigenous people are valuable, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the takeaway. Then we get to this, and it's like, oh, no. Like, you're valuable, but this white woman is way more valuable. So give me all of your husbands to help me go fight this crazy monster. (laughs) And if they die, who cares? It's okay. The white girl's safe. That's the thing. That I think Return of the Jedi, and I know it was made a year before, but uh, that's what, if George had the story in his mind and they were ready to go like almost immediately after Return of the Jedi, (laughs) then they should have included more. uh, I think that's the lesson that Ewoks learned, because apparently, supposedly, this movie takes place a year before Return of the Jedi. They obviously learned their lesson not to deal with white people's shit. <laughs> you have these. The okay, away? so on top of everything Maria's been, uh, Maria's been saying, on top of everything she's said, and I didn't hear anything that was wrong or incorrect. Then all of a sudden, these white folks have the audacity to start teaching them English. And then talking to them in full English sentences like they know what they're saying already when they barely can say like one word they just learned 10 minutes ago. Gorilla. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, man. As soon as as they see the white folks walking in in Return of the Jedi, they're like, oh, shit, here we go. They're going to bring us on another damn adventure where we lose some of our own. They ain't worth it. We got to kill their asses before they send us out and we die let's eat them but 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 and this is where we got to circle back though because you know we got a theme and everything a motif okay uh but we're not going to kill off carrie fisher because white women boom god's most precious resource exactly she can't survive out on the forest moon of endor she can't survive on the forest moon of endor without wicked you no. shitting me? She'll become worse than that little girl did. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Amen. I'm done. I am so done. Uh, it's so, There's so many things that are interesting about this whole concept. But um, what I will say is that it is better than the holiday special. Um, is it though? Is it though? Yes. I feel like it is. I mean, we get magic. Like, that's that's dope. I will and say that fairy shit. And it's probably. Yeah. Why is Tinkerbell in Star Wars? Why so not? that why one, I'm almost I positive that. that they were trying to settle down on the effects that they wanted to use later in Willow, which have very similar versions of fairies. So I think they were just playing around with how to do it in a way that hadn't been done before because they use almost the exact same effect for the fairies in Willow. Leave it to the fairy to think that fairy shit was tight. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I didn't just like, okay. <laughs> I saw them firefly. Like, I was like, fuck yeah, here we go. This is my shit. Give me and the Wisties, <laughs> they're now canon again thanks to Battlefront 2. They went out of their way to make them canonical oh, characters in Star Wars. So is this officially canon? It is not. This movie is not canon. 
because it clearly could not really take place a year before Return of the Jedi without just making no sense. Especially the sequel. The sequel goes so far off the rails. Well, does the sequel take place? Is it supposed to take place before Return? It's supposed to take place immediately after this movie. Wow. So, and it gets even wilder. That's the thing that is interesting is I wonder with Eric Walker, who played Mace, has said that they told them on set that it was 150 years after mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. Uh, we don't see any kind of remnants of the Empire, which, A, you know, it's cheaper to not do that. Uh-huh. But it makes more sense for it to take place after almost, except maybe Ewoks should just don't age because Wicked is clearly not that much older than he would have been in Jedi, but Logray, who is already a character that we've seen before, is like 7,000 years older by the time we see him. He's a different yeah. color. He's got yeah, cataracts. He's got yeah, a Fu Manchu beard. Wasn't that Tebow's costume? It's almost it Tebow's like costume. It. Yeah, like I think it's they honestly close. used uh-huh. Tebow's suit and then a brand new head altogether. And that's the same design that they used over for the animated series too, mm-hmm. which was a gray Ewok with the beard. So I don't know what happened there. So I don't know if Logre is a title or if that's Logre, the elder and like the younger one took over. Cause that one was dead probably five minutes before that we see him. Cause that is an <laughs> old Ewok or, you know, someone just dropped the name and it didn't matter. I'll come up with an explanation. Or maybe it's somewhere. like a John Smith deal. It's like, yeah, there's just a lot of low yeah, grade mysticism. Yeah. Low grade the first, mm-hmm. low grade the seventeenth. But speaking of Ewoks, how did we feel about Ewok performances? In oh, this? obviously, awesome. we know awesome. how we feel about Warwick Davis. He's wicked, and he's still wicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ewoks were he's, great. He's I adorable wanted more fun Ewoks. to watch. Less humans, more Ewoks. I think Hello? that's fair. Hello. Like I was they're great. Like, it's the give Ewok me... adventure, not the white bitch adventure. Yes. Mm-hmm. We don't need an adventure for you. <laughs> Life is an adventure for you. The You're only... fine. You're doing great. Okay? You don't need an adventure, honey. Your whole life is an adventure. You just show up places and everyone loves to see your ass. Like, it's a wonderful adventure. Just life in general. Like, you don't need an adventure. This adventure is about the Ewoks, bitch. Just sit yep. down. Sit down. I'm done. The only oh. white bitch I need to hear is Burl Ives narrating a life of Ewoks. What a fun, what a weird choice, right? Apparently, like, is this that is the Christmas it. guy. Yeah, that's and it a was snow, the, Christmas the snowman guy. Christmas guy. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Apparently, CBS made that decision because George didn't want any narrators because you know how George is. Yeah. And CBS was like, there's probably about 45 minutes of this movie with no dialogue. So they had Burl Lives come in just kind of like on a Saturday and record the narration for the film, which is why he's just kind of in and out like weather and bloat. He doesn't seem to be there <laughs> until the movie gets quiet. And then like he'll pop in and be like, the Ewoks found a rock. And then he's gone. Again. <laughs> we don't hear anything from him. Right. Yeah. Give I me just more. assumed he was he was taking a nap. Or he went and got some snacks and came back. I'm like, oh, you're back. Okay. Tell me what the fuck's going on and why I should care about this. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I like the Christmas guy. Um, I really wish we could have gotten more of, like, the Clone Wars narration. Like, in mm-hmm. that tone and style. Because I'm, I'm partial Tom Kane. You know, I, that, that's that shit that made me. So, God bless um, you, Tom Kane. I hope you're doing well. The Ewoks you, found a rock. Yes, right? Versus 
The Ewoks found a rock. <laughs> right? There's just so much energy behind his voice. You know, a galaxy divided. You know, it just gives a galaxy energy divided. As opposed to, okay, the Ewoks are, they got a fucking rock now. Like, it's just like. <laughs> I'm like, Fuck okay. a rock, find a rock, same difference. And I, I either want on a to Tom Kane style narration or a Richard Attenborough style narration to just come in and be like, <laughs> the Ewoks are in their natural habitat. You can see the male is giving the female Coitus. a crystal, which will shortly be a lizard. Mm-hmm. I could go for that. I could also go for Wanda Sykes as the narrator. <laughs> I could also go for that shit. Like, listen, bitch, we don't got all day. <laughs> Yo, I speak. This is a quick shout out to Wanda Sykes. She's got a stand up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Y'all should watch it. It's, it's good. good. It is really so, good. We love you, uh, Wanda. It's more healthier, more beneficial. It's a better use of your time than watching Caravan of Courage. I'm done. In fact, if you watch Caravan of Courage, it takes years off your life. But if you watch Wanda Sykes, you gain half of those years back. <laughs> I'm done. Cruel. So what's what's my next note here? Seth? Yeah, yeah. Let me see what the note is. I want the notes. Do you have any Ewok specific notes? Because we do get a couple new characters who are. Some uh, some interesting variations. We get Chukatrock, who's a little lumberjack kind of Ewok guy. We have Kank, who is my personal favorite Ewok in all of this. Yeah, Kank is great. She's out here <laughs> living her priestess life away from this village and the patriarchy. She doesn't need Logray to tell her how to worship the Force. Amen. Right. Sitting Hello. on a rock, turning crystals into lizards and mice. Like She's high as hell, but she's having a great time. Right. That's what I wrote, sort of, is one female Ewok seems to be over the patriarchy. Boom. So she lives apart, which is feminist. Good. So I put icon. a put a smiley face next to that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's how I do notes <laughs> when I'm watching. I wish I could take classes with Maria and just I be like, "Yo, like ones. you get the notes." Oh, no. I miss that. And then like look over, it's like one plus one equals two. You fucking bitch. <laughs> smiley face. It's like thanks. Gold stars. You're sticker. welcome. It's a Clone War sticker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? That's Ahsoka. basically what it looks like. What was the question? Oh, I was just going to point out that Matt Martin from Lucasfilm Story Group and I have an ongoing hey, rivalry over the character of Chukatrok versus Kank because Matt is a very nice person, but Matt is a very wrong person because he believes that the best Ewok is Chukatrok when the answer is fucking Kank. And like, does Matt know that we have a rivalry? He'll probably deny it publicly, but he knows. He knows what he did. <laughs> Oh my god, that's such a Ben statement. That's a personal rivalry. The Katana yeah. cast has no rivalry. Ah, disavow, disavow, disavow. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. I don't need the Katana cast to back me up for it because me and Kank can handle this shit. Boom. Katana I just need a couple crystals. Not support. <laughs> and then we're going to make it a pet store, apparently. I don't know what... I still love that. That's it's. So I don't know how the way. magic works, but I'm. I don't I'm know what does it, it mean. It's like if if you <laughs> come up and hand it to her, and now it's a lizard. She's like, "You're a bitch." I'll fuck with lizards. <laughs> yeah. And then Sindel picks it up, and she's like, "You're a white mouse." I guess I fuck with that. Like, let go. <laughs> uh, I feel like we've heard a lot about my and Maria's takes, but Brian, you're mm-hmm. the guest of honor. Mm. What if what are what are some of your thoughts? 
I mean, I forgot the name of the show, and I grew up with this. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the Gorax. He was really rad. I enjoy Kank. She was really cool. I like that she was modest and actually covered herself. Um, I appreciated that for my young children to see because their precious, beautiful <laughs> eyes cannot see nakedness. And I'm totally joking. Um, the thing I love the most about this movie is it brings us the sequel. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> Which I, I'm I legit dying. Love the sequel. I'm dying to see the sequel and I fucking hate the first one. <laughs> well, okay. I'll just put it to you this way. I don't think you're going to like it any better, but it is definitely a wilder <laughs> time. Because uh, I don't think that you hated this movie and it's going to flip flop for you over with Battle for Endor. Because I love you, sweetheart. I don't think there's anything there for you. But there's a lot more to rip on. Like that movie definitely takes bigger swings than this one does. This one is paced so slow and delicately. Maria texted that's, me earlier today and was thing. like, how long is this movie? And I was like, it's an hour and a half, but it feels like three. I and don't I, think as a child I could ever sit through this movie. It seems so anti-Star Wars. Like, yes. slower, less intense. That's what we want to go for <laughs> here. Um, I'm going to bounce because I don't know how to deliver that because I'm George, but that's what I want. <laughs> so we're going to go slow, so slow. Low gray is going to turn gray right here on camera. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, I I, I legitimately don't think I could ever sit through this movie as a kid. It was so boring. And at least the sequel is. It's not that. It is bonkers. I feel like we we get early Clone Wars ideas in the sequel. Less complex. The Force does some crazy stuff in that sequel. They might not call it the Force, but it's the Force. There's some amazing Force abilities that would have gotten Ryan Johnson fired if Mm -hmm. he had tried those things. They could do it oh, back yeah. in what, what 1987. It was all good. We wouldn't. I don't. We wouldn't have the Night Sisters without the the. Uh, oh yeah! Don't 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 say don't say no, too I much. I won't We're say anything, to... but I don't think we would have them without. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. I do think you're right. Yeah. So I'm all about that movie. I think it's actually think, really important. I think in Star Wars history. Do after this podcast. No, no, no. There will be a follow up episode. We're gonna have Brian back and redo <sighs> mm-hmm. this. Not no. not in the next couple weeks. I've got a a busy schedule planned out, but. <laughs> Like this will happen again. I need again. to go watch Caravan of Courage again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, everybody's got something that makes them happy. Yeah, this movie makes me happy for no reason. It is the unflavored vanilla ice cream mm-hmm. Greek yogurt of Star Wars movies. You can put it on and then just check in everyone's, and they're still Ewoks and they're still cute and fluffy, yep. and they walk around. They're real quiet. Like it's a nice thing to fall asleep to. I mean, I'm with you. I'm very happy that you love it. I have to say, it makes me very happy that you enjoy it. That are you the only one person in the world that loves this movie? What's probably made for me? (laughs) I think you might be the only one that have. have, I think it's. Have you met? That's my question for you. Have you met a single other Star Wars fan that's like this? Not to some extent. Single one. Not a single one. And if you're out there, hit Mm. me up, please. Because I would love to have you on. <laughs> I don't know if anyone unironically likes this because I wish that it was an ironic thing. Like, I love Battle for Indoor ironically, but I love this movie in some weird childhood way that like this maybe was the only thing that made me happy when I saw it. I don't know what was going on, but I have a huge attachment to this strange, sad, poorly paced little movie 
where sometimes when Ewoks talk, their teeth move, and that's still horrifying. <laughs> like, Deej needs to get something done. That's Wicket's dad. Because when he talks, his full teeth just flap in the yeah. wind. And you're like, you okay, buddy? Because that's a little unsettling. <laughs> There's some weird stuff that goes on with Ewok eyes in this, too. Because I feel like they yes. redid Wicket's eyes between mm-hmm. Jedi and this. I don't know what happened. Maybe the eyes are gone from the original costume. Or maybe they were designed to be easier to see through. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But his eyes are not right. And Deej is the same way. They have very thick eyelids, too. The oh, eyes yeah. didn't bother me. No? No. The you fucking know, existence of this movie bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> ben, I, I love you. I am kind <laughs> of okay. surprised that I don't love this movie because I, you know, like, I'm an 80s kid, so I was like, I was the target audience for this movie. And I was also the kid, and if you're in your 40s like me, you will know what I'm talking about. I preferred GoBots over Transformers. So one would think that the person who preferred GoBots would be all about this movie. But I just wasn't. It's okay. It's totally okay. Your kids didn't even like this movie, Brian, right? No. Nope. (laughs) Nope. And Michael in particular lives for Star Wars. Like he was so excited. We get to watch Star Wars. It's not even movie night. <laughs> Aww. I'm so then sorry, sleep Michael. Real quick. I take complete responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You better. Like, one of these days when Michael is delving through old podcast episodes <laughs> and wondering why he has like a primal fear of teddy bears that originated somewhere in his childhood. I'm sorry. It was me. A deep-rooted trauma <laughs> caused by Ben. <laughs> no, he was excited to see Wicket. He's a fan of the Ewoks, but you know, it, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. It's cute. I'm glad. I'm I'm happy that it exists. Let me put it that way. I'm happy that it exists. There is something charming about it in its innocence. Like it's a very innocent movie. It's it is a Maybe, movie that has kind of no cynicism. You can say that. Yeah, probably could use some to be fair. I felt the same way. I'm like, why would they help them? Like, you have, have nothing no to, to offer. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Leia actually gave Wicket sustenance. It mm-hmm. might have been shitty mm-hmm. human sustenance, but he was like, and I'm down. And assisted him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an act of kindness that they're definitely not really getting from the kids because they're not necessarily The kids are assholes. Well, at least the older one. The older one's like, fuck these people. Mm-hmm. They're not even people. Mm-hmm. Right. It's okay. I think they put Sindel through some kind of a test because they just kept giving her Ewok peyote and she survived. And they're like, she's good to go. <laughs> she's like, one I don't of know us about the kid. <laughs> right? Like, you know what? This might work. You know what? And it looked like the one of the shuttles that broke down in the forest. Uh, it uh-huh. looked like the Ewoks went to go check it out because it was harming their environment. So not only were these mm-hmm. white people like invading their land and making it worse. And they're also not offering anything to help. Mm-hmm. So I find it weird and unconvincing that these people would gather a group of individuals to leave their homes to go fight a war against someone that they don't know yeah. on behalf of what we can assume is a young white woman's honor and family. That's, that's the other thing is like it starts off like the crash has already happened. And so like. My question, like, so this is, you know, we said it probably a few times now, but like a year, supposedly a year before return, this was made though after return. So there's no, 
like I'm I'm trying to be like critical, but not too critical because I know it's like for children and made for TV. Mm-hmm. But but like there's no like they're bi- fucking constructing Death Star two. Like how did they crash? Mm-hmm. Like what? Like the parent? Like that? You know why are they even out there to begin with? From what I understand, when they were going into production on this, George just said. Let's make a Ewok TV movie for kids because Amanda loves Ewoks and that's what she wants to see more of. I don't think he cared at all about the timeline. And you can definitely tell by the time that Battle for Endor happens, they're not worried about the timeline at all or how it affects other things. Yeah, my guess is that it was just when they were doing press release on it. They're like, it's set a year before because somebody asked and that was it. And there's no other thought given to it. It's one of those where I think you can react critically to it, but it doesn't hold up to a bunch of criticism because it's it's just a fairy tale. It's a bedtime yep. story for George's daughter because George is a good dad. So true. he had the money to throw around and got someone to pay him to make a bedtime story for his daughter. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine like being Amanda? Like, what's your dad do? He literally made me my own fucking TV bedtime story. Like, that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Because it's one of the things that there's there's lots we can say about George. And obviously, we are always very vocal supporters <laughs> of Uncle George on this podcast. Hello. We we love we, him. Yeah, he's a he's a great dad. He moved away from directing just so he could raise his kids. Mm-hmm. Like adopted extra mm-hmm. kids because he had the means and money to do so. Yeah. Like and raised three of them basically by himself. Yeah, yep. I mean, obviously, he had nannies and stuff, but, you know, not every, like, extraordinarily successful film director, because it's been 40 years, and I think sometimes those of us who are younger forget just how at the top of this, the heap George was at the time. Like, he created a whole new genre that didn't yep. exist. Could have done anything in the world. Every By the time he tells the world he's doing a Star Wars in, in the 90s, Every movie he had directed, uh, totally, totally like like he pre- he did have a blank check. Like everything was a total right. success. Um, yep. Like THX was like a cult classic underground hit. Maybe didn't make as much as a studio wanted, but it was a success. American Graffiti, super success. Star Wars, biggest mm-hmm. blockbuster at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at least until you know when he gets started working on the Phantom Menace. So he, but not to mention like being the executive producer for Indiana Jones and writer and mm-hmm. like, yeah, he, yeah. One of the, he created a lot like, of indie too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's indie is him and Steven's baby that they created oh, yeah. because they were both nervous about uh, Jaws and Star Wars opening. So they took a vacation to Hawaii. They were also like that. I know they bonded over that too because they were. That's sort of maybe when they were, you know, some marital stuff was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was going through a divorce at that point, right? Well, the divorce went through Return of the Jedi, which is why George was not as heavily involved as he had been with Empire mm-hmm. uh, until it turned out that Richard Markhand just basically couldn't direct that movie. And George had to basically come in and shadow direct it. Mm. Uh, but he was going through the full divorce with Marsha at that point, And it was apparently pretty rough. It was pretty nasty for everybody involved. They had just had Amanda. Mm, yeah. uh, so he was really just trying to get away as fast as possible and after Return of the Jedi just basically wanted to step away from directing period that he was done he just wanted to go into producing stuff so he'd have more time with his kid that makes sense 
Yeah. Ah. I, I like how they like pitch the idea to one, or I mean, it's like probably one of those like myth stories or legend, What? but it's like, what if we just had like an anti James Bond? Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a great idea. Well, I think the story specifically was that Steven Spielberg wanted to direct a James Bond mm-hmm. movie. Uh, and the idea was that while they were on vacation to keep their mind busy, George was going to help him create something that was even better than James Bond. And that they fleshed out the character while building a sandcastle is the story, at least. As yeah. far as how true it is, I don't know, because we love Uncle George, but his stories aren't always accurate. <laughs> and we'll put it that way. You know, they're they're more exciting that way. George you know? mm-hmm. is not interested in truth uh, as a physical history record. George is interested in an emotional history. Yes, bingo. And I love him mm-hmm. for it. Give me, right. give me the, f- give me that fanfic of George and Steve building a sandcastle together, talking about Indiana Jones. That's okay. the fanfic I want. Hell, mm-hmm. just give me that fucking TV series, limited. Yeah, Netflix yeah. series or something like. God damn! Isn't it also true that only British people can direct uh, James Bond? That's I think that's so, the yeah. the unwritten rule. Yeah, that they they've never once let an American yeah, direct so a James that, Bond. Film. That was what I heard is why he wanted yeah. to do it because he knew he would never get a shot at that. Yeah, I believe Stephen actually tried. I think he tried yeah, to pitch I'm it to pretty him. Pretty sure he like no lobbied interest. as like, if you want hard anybody doing it. Come on. If you're mm-hmm. gonna pick anybody, it should be him. But to be fair, like we would never have had Indy. Oh, if no. Had just oh no, Stephen do yeah, what he wants to do. It would never not. be an Indiana and Jones. That's a much better character than James Bond will ever be. I would love to see James Bond as a woman. I would yes. love that too. 007 should just be a title. That's and James Bond is whoever holds it. I mean, that's kind of. I feel like. Well, maybe it's just me projecting what I think on everyone else around the world, but. Like, don't most people like? I feel like it's just kind of like, oh, okay, like James Bond's an alias, and 007's like the number that goes with that alias. Like, I don't know. That's just like what I've thought of, of it as. I think the canon contradicts itself all the time with that. Like, sometimes. Because some are married. Some yeah. get married. And then there's through lines where, you know, the girl from the last one is his wife now. I don't know. It's really hard to follow. James Bond is not a fandom I subscribe to. Oh, no, but to. Daniel Craig is... Mm. Is he? Oh, oh see, he I'm, is. I'm, you know he's I don't Come see on. it. Okay. How do I didn't have any Daniel Craig feelings until Knives Out, and then I was like, oh, is this a thing that I'm into? Like, this foghorn leghorn accent out of nowhere? Like, I don't know how I feel about all that. Look, I may not always be into, like, the super buff, strong, manly men. Mm-hmm. But when I am, I am. And Daniel Craig's one of them. And I got to tell you, okay. come on now. How, how, just look at the man. Look at him. I'm with you. But okay. I, I, I don't have a lot of like celebrity crushes. Maybe my contact slipped that day. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Maria hadn't loaned me her contact, so I wasn't able to see it either. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Brian and Give I are a the dude right that's ones. so pale you can basically see through him, and I'm like, I'm all there. Give me someone like, who's never. I've got seen a mirror him. if I want to see that. I like, like I'm not one. trying to fuck another You're right. Casper. You're right. That's sexy. Oh yeah, he's a good looking dude. Uh-huh. Okay. He needs he needs some hair though. Does he? Though? I still think they should have let Idris Elba 
do James Bond, which oh, would have been the better choice. Yes, Elba. Yes. Idris Elba. How is that not? Yes. I don't know why they haven't done this yet. I think people are uncomfortable with the mm-hmm. idea of a black man mm-hmm. as James Bond. Sad to say it, but some, it had to be mm-hmm. said. Somebody had to say it. It's all those same people that said with hashtag we love you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The yeah. same people that got in a tizzy too about Miles Morales. Fuck yeah, them. But they but they have black friends though. Oh, oh okay. mm-hmm. and their black friend said that they didn't like that one. Oh, so okay. like it's all good. Even my yeah, like, exactly. Even my black friend doesn't like Miles Morales. Oh. And you're like, yes, but that nice lady at the bus stop that you annoy twice a week, like she's not your friend. She does not know what no, your name is. She's not your friend. Stop it. <laughs> mm. But the cashier at the corner store is black, and I buy from that place all the time. We talk. And we I've never once called her a slur. I'm friendly to him. I say hi. I give th- I give that place my money. These are white people <laughs> problems. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. What? <laughs> we've all had to have these conversations with our own family members this last yep. four years. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm a good person. I'm like, bitch. Are you though? <laughs> but are you? Like, uh-huh. I know you've got a fucking uh, bumper sticker that says "Live, Laugh, Pray." But are you actually <laughs> a good person, or do you just have harvest all over your house and fucking <laughs> squashes and shit? Like, that's <sighs> that's not being a good person. You know what I mean? Like that's that's being a cunt that likes to shop at Home Goods. That's not the same as being a good person, bitch. Like I have a a shirt that says "Choose Kindness." Okay, but what are you actually doing to help, ho? Like you're not doing anything. I've got a sign hanging in the kitchen that says, "There's only one rule in this house, which is be nice or leave." And you're like, yeah, and it's right next to the it's wine o'clock. Right. Meanwhile. Because you're not an alcoholic if you're a wine mom. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, what are you doing? You're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You're complacent. You enjoy your position in society. You enjoy all of the freedoms that you get, and you don't want them to go away. And you want to look like a nice white lady to everyone. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. And you're probably going to bed with some racist motherfucker who you never correct in no. public. You just go, I'm so sorry. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. Look. Hey, like, if you're sucking his dick, then you're complicit. And that's right. all I have to say about that bullshit. Take the dick out. I deal with a lot of shitty fucking white women in my job with crazy, hateful, racist husbands who just go, wow, I'm so sorry. He's just so from Kentucky. He's just like that. And you're like, Bitch, you had six kids. You've been with this man for 40 years. You didn't have a single time where you said, fuck you, dude. Like, no, you're just as fucking guilty mm-hmm. as he is. Just because he's saying it. You're at home typing it on Facebook. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Look, I didn't I'm mean to is... cut a promo on white women. I just, you know, I <laughs> just got in here and, and some shit just came up. Look, all I'm if you're white is... and you're doing the right thing, I'm not talking to you. Amen. And don't worry. You're probably not listening to this podcast. Anyways. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah. But if you're doing the right thing. Thank you. I appreciate it. And if you're a Karen, fuck you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get off. You can't call me a racist just because I voted for Trump. I mean, look, conservatism mm. and fiscal mm-hmm. policy and economics. Mm. Do you know what happened to the last person who on that show said something? They got fired from Lucasfilm. Right. So. <laughs> Hello. 
Mm-hmm. Hello. So so anyway, caravan of courage. Oh yeah, right, yeah, sorry. right. So where are we at with the teddy bears? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's 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 get on through Maria's notes. If you got anything great in there, go ahead and hit us with it. Little white boy drowns in lake. Ewok and white girl frolic in the field with no actual <laughs> intent. <laughs> that is the next oh, note. Yes. Oh my god. Um. White children equal problems, sad face. No real benefit. <laughs> no real benefit for Ewoks slash indigenous people. What have we not learned? Sad Hello. face. Uh, sad face. <laughs> right. <laughs> Little boy. I want just that on a t-shirt and we're going to sell it with the Katana Cast brand on it. There you go. White- <laughs> the only thing we'll ever sell. Maria's notes. On a shirt. But you can have them if you really care. <laughs> White boy in danger in glory hole. <laughs> How did you find my Craigslist list? It's, <laughs> it's a note. It's just a note. <laughs> if if White boy acted sooner, uh, Ewok would still be alive. Sad face. Mm-hmm. Poor Chukatrope. Pour one out for Not your axe, but you love this axe. Right. He should have just swung it a little bit harder (laughs) and hit that fucker in the face. Left body at the scene of the crime. Mm. Mm. Let that fucker out to dry. What the fuck? (laughs) I'm just like, what the fuck is happening here? It's just like, we learned nothing here. Quicker action could have helped everyone survive this. Mm-hmm. Sorry, your people died. Smiley face. We're okay. Thanks. That man had a whole life and family, like mm-hmm. back at the and, village. And speaking of spiders, I just killed one. So there we go. Oh, we it got circles one around. We get we get to the point eventually. There you go on the katana cast. Cheap spider on fishing line equals poor mm. oral sex skills. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. that you planned that out. Nice. Um, what else we got? Yeah. <sighs> Strange wooden cage, question mark. Wood in a cave, no trees around. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> Sad face. <laughs> <laughs> How much time has you. passed between abduction and caging of parent? Why has he not eaten one yet? Question mark. <laughs> and a thinking face. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Can I see what a think- thinking face looks like? It's the one up here. It's got a face and it's got like little... Scribble. Oh, it's thinking. on an envelope. Yeah. It's even better. Dude, this is Thoughts. this makes it so much better. Please take a photo of this and yeah. send it to me. I need <laughs> uh, this. All of I will us. frame this. All of us. You don't want to see this. this is terrible. No, yes, we do. <laughs> all right. Please. You really want to see it. Re- yeah. Uh, yeah, I just wrote it on my on my bank letter. <sighs> where they asked that me makes about it my even renewal. Better. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm just like, what? What's happening here? What's happening here? I love you. It's it's insane. <laughs> White male empowerment receives stone. Actually, really cool hidden gem 
that should be given to someone who already has everything they need to survive in the real world? Question mark. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Uh, yeah. Those are the notes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's the news. That was that was worth everything yeah. just to get those. Notes. This is yeah. CNN. <laughs> Going through this, exp- <sighs> watching this movie, if you can call it that, was totally worth it just for those notes. There you go. Notes. Uh, I'll post it to my Twitter so you can see the notes if you're really this. This was great. Well, thank you so much for hanging around and doing a little bit of an Ewok adventure with us. Will we do the next movie? Who knows? If you want us to do Battle for Endor, then please hit us up on Twitter with hashtag make them bitches watch Endor (laughs) and we'll come up with something. I might just watch it in spite (laughs) at this point. In protest? No, I'm tweeting. (laughs) I'm tweeting right now. Oh God! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so let's go around and get some socials from everybody, and we'll let everybody call it a night. This has been just a fantastic garbage <laughs> fire of an episode. This is what happens when I get what I wanted for my yes. birthday: is I just wanted an Ewok episode. It was on fire. People didn't do their homework. We talked about the trash bag instead. We had a conversation about James Bond. We got some show notes. Like, everything was great. I couldn't have asked for anything better. <laughs> I'm just excited. Like, if this is your birthday show, I'm ex- like, just wait two oh, months. Oh, you get yours coming up in April. Like, yes, you can. You can put me through the ringer. You can make me watch that damn lemur arc of Clone Wars again if you want to. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's like one of the best Clone Wars arcs ever. Really, I just aggressively hate that lemur, and I couldn't oh, yeah. tell you oh, why. No, no, because the guys are. <laughs> I have. Uh, <laughs> a whole like overtly political which we don't need to hear at this point right now maybe on my birthday for those who are listening because you never heard this conversation uh there was a whole episode where we watched a, and where we we mean me. arc of clone wars no i watched oh, it did? i did my homework yes oh, okay. i have never not done my homework for this show as of yet Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. Listeners, you no. can't see this, but Ben is looking at the other two. <laughs> yeah. <Fast>. Yes. <laughs> yeah. With contempt. <laughs> That's a lie. I've never been able to look at you with contempt. At least you would slap the eyes out of my head for one thing. <laughs> well, Medea, yes, but not me. Maybe. I don't know. Marie could just give the look, and then I would just wilt and have to apologize. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. He knows she also has my number, right. so if I did anything wrong, she'll call me and tell oh, me. Oh, I will. Put me in my place. But he knows he don't want to lose all this. <laughs> <laughs> That's his damn problem. Oh, but yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> all right. So, thank you so yeah. much for joining us today for this strange and unusual episode <laughs> of the Katana Cast, if you could even call it that. So we're going to go around and get socials with everyone. Let's start off with our guest, Brian, who we are so grateful to have back on the show. We'll have him back for something of a little more substance at some point. Battle for Endor. Brian, where can people find you (laughs) when they need to find you? You can follow uh, Pink Milk on uh, 
all of your podcasting shows. You can tune into us on Friday nights on YouTube with Pink Milk After Dark. And you can follow us on Twitter at Serving Pink Milk. And you can follow me on Twitter at B underscore serves Serving Pink Milk. What is my name on there? Oh, gosh. Sips. Oh, Sips B- Pink Milk. Sips, B un- Sips just Pink Milk. Really fantastic job here. B underscore Sips Pink Milk. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ian. You can follow me at igallagher321. And Miss Maria. Uh, hey, what's up? What's happening? It's me, Maria. You can follow <laughs> me at Blurred Girl Jedi if you want on Twitter, Instagram, and wherever the hell else. <laughs> and and plug sisters. Oh, yeah. And if you ain't listening to Sisters with Sabres, what the fuck's wrong with you? Go listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially this episode that launched today is just an absolute The Valentine's delight. Day Massacre. Oh. It's out? Yes. Yes. It just released. It's hot. It's fresh out the oven. Enjoy it with your sweetie, your boo-boo, mm-hmm. a loved one, a liked one, a swiped one, someone. Ooh. All right? It's hot. And what if we ain't got <laughs> someone? Then you can just turn it up a little bit louder. Right. Because trust me, they got content for everybody in that episode. Get your pocket pussy out. Put it on for your pocket pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? You never know. Oh, God, did the pocket pussy epi- conversation make it to the episode? I, think I, think so. I don't remember if we recorded I think it that. Did. I think it did. I think oh. it did. I'm not. 90- I just bought If one. not, then it's going to be a mystery I was, that I was no one will ever need. I was looking for one that looks like mine. And I was hoping to get like a custom made, <laughs> like, po- fleshlight situation where it looks like mine. And it's really hard for me to find one that looks like mine because I have different coloring. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is. <laughs> Um, I think I may have found someone to do it, so I'm excited nice. uh, to see what I get back. Hell yeah. See, that could be Sister's merch. You could raise a lot for charity. <laughs> right? <laughs> Buy my flashlight, and you can fuck me all you want. Wait, but, but... how can I be a racist if I like black people? Sexually right. I can't be a racist. I bought Maria's pocket pussy, and I fuck it every night. Okay, Bo. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> All right, and lastly here I'll just finish us off speaking of pocket pussy (laughs) but you can follow the show at the Katanacast on Twitter we are also available to email on Gmail at is it the Katanacast or just Katanacast I don't know I don't have the email it's It's just Katanacast at gmail.com Oh, is it? Send sure. us an email because Please. Ian really wants one. Yeah, he does. And you're you need to you need to give them an email. <laughs> this that poor inbox Please. is so lonely. I'm tired of these <laughs> you can Twitter notifications. <laughs> Go for also it. make sure that you subscribe our podcast feeds leave us a review we would love to read it on the show if you leave something good if you leave something bad if you leave something nasty i'll read it and i'll do a voice whatever you want to do just help us get a little bit more traction in the podcast world because it's hard out here it sure is and if you want to find me i'm available at ben is the worst on twitter and lastly on a more serious note the katana cast and sisters with saber sister <laughs> Sorry, I had an aneurysm. I smelled toast. You sure you didn't have a mouthful of dick? <laughs> I'm positive because I would have been in a better mood and I'd had twenty dollars in my hand afterwards. <laughs> so, oh shit! If you want twenty dollar blowjobs, see at Ben is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look, I'll do anything for donations. Like, I'm out here raising money if I have to. 
Ben is but the best in the, the Katana seat. cast. <laughs> I man, maybe oh, ten years ago, but that takes so much time and it's effort and flexibility that I just don't yeah, have anymore. When you old, it's like, listen, baby, let's just get a tail. Let's, yep. let's get a room and do it. I mean, like and a nice one too. Like I need the presidential suite, even though I'm not staying. <laughs> I'll just show up. I just want to know that you had the cash in order to do so, so I know you will run me mine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, sex work is actual work and is valid. So if that's something that yes. you're into, uh, you go with God, be safe, make sure that you're making good decisions. Don't say shitty things to people on the internet. <laughs> God, this has gone out of hand. This is so great. I'm not oh, going to yes. edit any of this. I'm just going to leave it in. Please. Like, fuck everything. Mm-hmm. Everything's on fire. It's chaos. We chose violence. <laughs> so, <laughs> we the Katana cast and Sisters with Sabres have teamed up to support the Loveland Foundation, which is the nonprofit that gears specifically to providing mental health access to communities in color, primarily focusing on black women, both cis and trans, who are most likely to have the access denied to them when it comes to mental health, whether it's either from access to therapists who actually can deal with things like racial trauma or if it's financial. So that's something that we care about so strongly. We have so far, as of this recording, raised over $7,000. With the help of everyone here, we want to shout out Star Wars Explained, who was fantastic and helped raise $2,000 for us the other night. If you can, please throw a donation in that. $5 is the minimum that you can do, and $5 is amazing. If everybody could chip in $5, we would be well towards that $20,000 goal. If you can't, please feel free to retweet it, share it, hit up other people in the influential parts of the Star Wars community. Let's get this going. We can hit that $20,000. We got however long it takes us to do, we can do it. Yeah. So thank you so much for your support on that. Yeah. And don't feel bad if you can't. We It's a fucking pandemic. Oh, no. Yeah. If you can't, please do not think <laughs> that we are trying to Retweeting and spreading out the word is, is more than good enough. Yes. Mm-hmm. But remember, five dollars is not much money. Like that's that's some Starbucks. Because I know some of y'all hosts love Starbucks. Okay. <laughs> like God love you, but you could do without one. Your anxiety is too much anyway. You need to sleep. But we're fragile. We just water. had like a thirty minute discussion on how fragile we are. We need our <laughs> Starbucks. I'm done. <laughs> I'm fucking done. <laughs> oh. oh, Brian, I need a T-shirt with a Starbucks <laughs> cup that on the name just says "Fragile White Woman." <laughs> That's it. That's the tweet. That's yeah. it right there. That's what you do. You put that shit on stickers and whatever. Put that, that little hoe with the spider arms out. Yeah. That's it. We just hit gold. Uh, we got it. Copyrighted. That shit, we got this now. Trademark. We got it. Yeah, don't steal it from us because fragile white people will lose it. We'll lose it in the streets. We'll call the cops on you. Because we can do that. All right. Thank you all so much for putting up with us. Thank you, Brian. We love you so very, very much. Thank you for giving us more time than what we scheduled for. You're an absolute angel as always. Thank you to Ian and to Maria. I love you both more than I could ever possibly tell you. You're the best birthday present anyone could ever ask for. I owe you that last day. Thank you. I don't do that shit. I've I've got it on tap. Like I know that it's there. I have an IOU and it's written on my bathroom mirror. Okay. So <laughs> I'll take care of it. Sometimes I sometimes I just look at it and I'm like, I have something to look forward to. And Jonathan says, What is that about? And I said, It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. This is between me and Maria. Oh my god. It doesn't save for two, so you're gonna have to pay if you want your own. I'm yeah, sorry not gonna lie. I, I'm a little salty that Ben has your number and I don't. Oh! Just just saying. Oh shit. Hold on. 
<laughs> Anyways, thank you all for listening. You're the best part of doing this podcast. We appreciate you all. And as always, may the force be with you. Always. There you go. <sighs> Do oh, we shit, do... I'm up. Yeah, sh- <laughs> let me, uh, <laughs> sorry. What happened? <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to go up. Uh, welcome to the Katana cast. Thank you for boarding. Um, I'm, this is, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> but you gave it a try, sweetheart. What was That's it? Passengers, <laughs> travelers, and something? What's up? Pass- What's happening? Passengers, travelers, and voyage. Yeah, you should. There it is. What's Planes, happening? trains, yeah. and automobiles. Get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something. You know what it yeah, is. Yeah, Maria just, I know Maria just hops right into it. Hey, it's Maria. What's happening? What's what we up, got on deck? It's it's me. Nice. Yeah. You know what it is. You know what it is. If you're listening to me, you know what it is. That's my favorite thing about Maria is no matter how distracted she can get in something, like she might be answering text messages, like looking yeah. at Twitter, doing some shopping. She can be completely gone. And if you just go, and Maria should go, hey, everyone, it's Maria. What's happening? <laughs> Doesn't matter what's going on. <laughs> Autopilot. Just She's auto. ready to drop. You can yeah. follow me at Blur Girl Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it's always on. It's, it's always there.